We need to get back to where evidence matter, facts matter, and reliable data is the source of that fact and evidence, and it must start somewhere. So why not in one of our most influential part of our society, where we spend at least eight hours a day working, and who is better to drive that transformation than all of you listening? I have interviewed a dozen of experts within the field of people analytics to inspire you and share their know-how about how you can extract and use important people data in your decision making. All right, um, I have a new guest here today. Good evening or good morning or whatever it is. Good I, afternoon. I good <laughs> afternoon, yes, yes. So we're doing this all the time. Uh, but uh, so his name is Andre. Bezemer. Bezemer. Uh, yes, great. Sorry, man. Uh, and uh, I'm really pleased to have you here, Andre. Uh, My pleasure. You work at Nestle today. Yep. Yes, and we're going to present you just in a moment. And and what I felt was when I when I heard about you or have heard about what you talk about, I felt that like, well, you have to be on the podcast because uh, this this is really close to my heart. Uh, uh, I have a son. I have a daughter. I want them definitely not to be discriminated because mm -hmm. of the gender uh, or any anything else exactly uh, but this is important and this is happening all the time in our society so it's yep. important to actually work with it spread the information and show other companies how they can work with it yep. let me present yourself you work at nestle what do you do how long have you been so there? i'm in nestle since 14 years so that was basically a journey that's supposed to be lasting six months and it ended up being <laughs> a 14 year adventure with no yeah. end date so far uh, no i'm originally uh, a techie actually i'm originally um uh, an scp consultant so okay. i come out of the systems building You're side hardcore, of man. Uh, yeah, I've built systems. Yeah, which yeah. Is, SAP, you know, it's like people start shivering. When I don't want to admit SAP. it, but that's kind of nerdy, I would say. Uh, so voila. So, and via the back door, I ended up in, well, in Nestle, right? Yeah. You say I want to have an international assignment. Ended up going to Switzerland, to Vevey. Six months, cool, go back home to Holland, and then I have yeah. my experience. That would last uh, for a year. Then I decided to move to Switzerland. The same time Nestle asked, well, why don't you actually go to Canada and uh, do program management and basically implement what you just built. That's how I got in Toronto, stuck oh, there for a okay. year. Toronto is a nice and, place. Yep. And then I ended up going to Brazil for half a year uh, wow. afterwards. And that's where I met my previous boss. And he was like, well, you talk about we and us all the time. Don't you want to join uh, the company? Because yeah. I'm going to Switzerland in uh, in a new role, uh, heading up a global team, and I need to build a team. Okay. Voila, that's where I uh, basically, uh, how I ended up going back to Switzerland, um, becoming an employee. Um, yeah. So that's how I then ended up. And in, you ended um, up there 14 years. Not bad. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I ended I, up in talent management. Yeah. Did that seven and a half years looking after uh, talent performance succession management yeah. uh, and started basically doing analytics as a side hobby. Oh, okay. um, so as part of my previous role, I've been doing uh, uh, board talent meetings and in those meetings there was always metrics discussed but not really structural yeah and that i took that opportunity and turned it around into much more structural stuff and yeah. that then if evolved into me having as a side hobby analytics and uh -huh. november last year i made that my permanent job okay so you kind of created your own job at nestle a little bit yeah kind of a step by yeah. step yeah so but, but when this actually when this did uh, this whole people analytics thing started to get you know 
coming up on the radar. In Nestle, like it wasn't just not not just in Nestle. I mean, mm-hmm. what's your Nestle, of course, but but uh, for for me, if, just being a blip, you know. And, yeah, for for me, and and I think it's for us. We didn't call it a people analytics team, but if I go back four or five years ago, we started on a journey called NCE Nestle. Okay, Nestle Continuous Excellence, which is about operational excellence. Yeah, and that initiative came along with doing a lot more metrics and. HR people by trade are not, at that time especially, not very savvy with numbers, and it was a very new thing. And that has evolved over the last four or five years into a place where people are much more okay with metrics, and that then led to the decision that we we decided to actually build a global analytics team, people analytics team. Uh, And that's headed up by Jordan Padman, who you might have seen in other conferences speak, so that's my boss. And uh, that's kind of the journey where we said, okay, we really have we have to have a dedicated team driving global tools, driving capability mm. uh, and all what, what it entails and really drive that agenda in the company. And since that started, uh, it has only gotten, we got so much traction that we've, we've we, there's, uh, there's no shortage in work. Yeah. Now, I usually compare it with like, not having people analytics in your company is like going on a beach, uh, you know, uh, somewhere uh, sitting, sipping on your drink, and then you s- want to take a swim in the ocean, and nobody, you know, care to set up red flags. Yep. You're kind of in uh, trouble. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so tell me about this endeavor that you have with, uh, that you talk about, you know, on your uh, on the stage about uh, gender equality, gender mm-hmm. pay. I think for Nestle, diversity and inclusion is, is, is a very important topic. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a priority for the executive board, uh, even for a board of directors, actually. So this is something that gets traction in board of directors meetings, mm. uh, which says a lot about the company i think and and the company f- uh, sees it as as a top priority and and uh, hence that there's been a lot of push also in, in looking at areas where we find that we need to further improve where we're not at the point point where we want to be um and that basically has given people analytics also a space to um to then see how can we actually support that mm. initiative because once people start pushing stuff and uh, mm. one way to manage it is to track it in numbers yeah. what gets measured gets managed it's yeah. kind of a, exactly. a very simple uh, reality so and that's what we're doing so we also have uh, since uh, half a year a global head of uh, well we had a global head of diversity and inclusion but this person reports to the board now mm. so really also have been given reflected the weight the topic has been given in that decision as well mm. um, and I support her on uh, on these initiatives uh, by enabling mm. her with numbers so I'm providing yeah. numbers we're providing the dashboards that I've showed you uh, equal pay initiative, uh, all those type of things we're helping with to uh, to make sure that she when she goes out to the market, that market's actually able mm-hmm. to uh, to look at the number side of the house and get mm-hmm. get informed, get in, get inside, get get to know numbers that they didn't know probably before, mm-hmm. uh, and then from there on take it and um, and, and and take actions because it's mm-hmm. all about concrete actions. If you don't, mm-hmm. as much as these dashboards are nice, mm-hmm. if you just keep staring at them, it's not going to improve the situation. Yeah. So it's all about um, about actions, about looking at metrics, take a decision and say, you know, this is not okay. So what are we going to do about it? It's a famous, what I call the famous so what question. Yeah. So so what is the? I mean, what do you do if let's say you have a data that says, well, there is no. 
pay a quality. What do you yeah. do? What is it's that? It's really about, as I mentioned on stage, it's really about looking at what type of, of, of gap is existing. Is it a gap where you have some outliers, some people that are that are for whatever reason uh, behind, for example, or are we having a particular professional uh, profession uh, being uh, behind? Mm. So if, if we just would take, uh, do we have, for example, sales merchandises? Mm. Is that the group where we seem to pay systematically less for females? Mm. Then that's something you can address. And that's mm. really the idea idea when you see that identify and then depending on if it's individuals that's then a little bit easy very often mm. to uh, to close those gaps and where you have more systematic mm. issues you'll have to uh, plan those uh, put a project in place when needed etc uh, etc yeah, et cetera. yeah. Mm, interesting uh, so what is um I mean, you were talking about gender equality and pay. There was two different things you talked about. Yeah, so there's pay equity, and pay, so equal pay, and yes. there's uh, so equal pay is basically looking at the at the the blatant average of yeah. male versus female without respecting um, uh, comparing the same profession. So the other one is really about comparing the exact same profession. Okay. It's comparing apples with apples, but yeah. also at the same grade. So oh, not okay. just taking because. Uh, the, the the simple average is something that you see for example in UK uh, legislation reflected mm. where companies are by law required to report that publicly so that's uh, and that's yeah. that's also a little bit how some of these metrics started uh, creating traction because if so you put something in legislation guess what yeah, uh, oh you know this here in the Nordics so you have yeah. a lot more legislation actually yeah. you have quota in I believe in Sweden yeah um, so you actually in that perspective you're here actually ahead of us well, uh, so uh, references. Yep. Where do you get your references? How do you know? You know who should be. How do you calculate all these? This is a little bit. Basically, what we have we have in Nestle, we have pretty good global structure. So we have a global yeah. salary structure. Ah. Uh, we do um, have gradients. Size, or... Yeah, we do size jobs using a Mercer uh, ah, okay. Mercer positioning classing. Um, so with that, we can actually then compare. We can take uh, two um, general managers, so market market heads, for example. So that will be uh, your, your general manager of a market. And you can then, if you take the equal uh, equal job size, then you can actually compare. So hey, these people have an equal size job, mm. equal scope, equal responsibility. Now, is there a difference in the pay, for example? Mm. And the model that we've created is really looking at volume data, obviously, at, at bigger bits. Mm. And, and, and then it uses a very statistical models to uh, come Thank up you. with uh, insight. Hmm? Pay inequality is a sickness in our society. Why should anyone, because of gender or race, be worth less money for the same work? In some places around the world, there are laws to prevent pay inequality. But we know that despite the laws, this issue is an ongoing problem in our society. The only way of actively working to fix this sickness is to use data to find the inequalities and get rid of this disease that has shadowed our culture and democracy And um, so, what do you think? Where do you think people analytics is going? I think uh, it's going to be very difficult to get rid of us. Yeah, I think that, I think I think we're going to be one of those that even if you slap on us, we're going to be around yeah. still. No, I think it's the role is going to increase. I yeah. if I speak for Nestle, uh, the only thing I see is is an increase in the month, month by month by month, to yeah. the extent that we we absolutely. If I would want to work twenty four hours, I don't think that would be an issue. 
And if they yeah. had 36, we could probably fill it as well. Yeah. So th there's a huge demand. Mm. Business leaders, HR leaders start seeing the added value that we can bring with mm. analytics in HR in, in that domain. And hence that they express the desire that they want more dashboards, they want more insight, there's more project work coming up. Because I think mm. that's beyond what we do as a global team is setting the tools, the standards, and mm. uh, the, all the governance bits around it. The other thing we do is also project work. A market might have a specific issue mm. that we decide to... Um, to uh, to investigate and to mark on. All right, ah. and uh, going forward, little bit getting a little bit nerdy. Mm -hmm. So, what are the algorithms you are using to to do your calculations? Different ones, and those are all. Right. The, and I am not a statistician. Okay, okay, okay. I am not a statistician. Oh, okay, I'm, a, okay. I'm a geek, but not a nerd. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, What's the difference? Uh, nerdy, nerdy is really the what I used to be in the past. Building uh, systems, getting very techy. Okay. Geeky is like more like me. I have everything okay, Apple okay, and, okay. and geeky, right? Yeah, so. right, all right, all right. Gadgets. Gadgets. <laughs> um, we use different. So we have okay. we have in a team we have people um, with that background. So we have uh, right. uh, statisticians Statistician, yeah. actually, and they basically in the models in the, in the the equal pay analysis that I show we use a, a standard set of models. But okay. then depending on the outcome, they can also choose to add different models right. if they find them more relevant or show better outcome. Yeah. So, um, but that stuff they they do, and, and that's really yeah. cool, man. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really <laughs> cool. I I really like to you know I always ask the questions. So. They speak a language that I don't understand. Oh, yeah, 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 kind yeah of nice. exactly. Um, so um, what would be the next thing, you think? I What's the big next next big thing? Well, we definitely work on predictives. Okay, so we've started that. We've started yeah. that journey. I've started. A, uh, I did a mini project actually when I was part of Talent, uh, and when the People Analytics team was just had just been created, I did a project uh, really trying to to look at our senior leaders and see if we then look at. Who, all who we've lined up yeah. from a succession perspective do we have the right people lined up to actually fulfill the future business needs mm. uh, really trying to look at what are the typical roles that generate general manager type mm. profiles and, and that type of conversation uh, that's been used more and more and mm. so we start seeing more of that in the predictive space um, but also AI yeah. So we we've started embarking on uh, on chatbot uh, okay. concepts yeah. where you can ask a chatbot um, what is, what is the headcount for something. So we started yeah. very basics, but yeah, I think yeah. it's that in order to explore that domain, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so that's being used. That's right. um, yeah. So I think we're also lucky in NASA that we have uh, in our IT uh, department we have an entire team that works on analytics okay. and technology. So we have uh, some people, some serious nerds there who explore the <laughs> all. Who explore new stuff for us uh, that we might decide to use? Um, mm. We're going to embark also a little bit more on when it comes to survey. Yeah, do you stuff do surveys was, today? Yes. We we used to have a uh, by um, so every two every second year we yeah. used to have a uh, a what we call Nestle and I okay. employee satisfaction yeah. um, survey. So we're moving a little bit away from that every two years because it's a difficult to orchestrate that for 285,000 I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah but then it's the action but i think the other thing is the surveying in uh, the netherlands in may yeah 
might work, might not work in Sweden. You might go yeah. later, but later, if you have a market where we've just done a massive restructuring, yeah. it's not the natural timing to do something like that. Yeah. So what we're going to do is create more of an insight strategy, yeah. so which is more flexible. It's yeah. always the same set of questions in the end, yeah. so we ensure global comparability. Yeah. Um, but markets can have a little bit more freedom to, to choose the right slot for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that we're embarking on also in the coming uh, few years. Yeah. Cool. cool. So there's not. Have be, you um, thought about you know moving to one of these cooler ones like with a one week or a one second every second week or something like that? We have it's markets. Huge, you have a huge, I mean, employee uh, number. So I yes. understand that it is not an easy implement. It's something we've not chosen for the moment. We do no. have markets that do some of these. So we do enable okay. markets today already to do right. uh, spot surveys. Yeah. Um, Some of them have done that yeah. over periods of time, but yeah. not something we we've picked up globally. Yeah. Um, there's so many other things going on yeah, that yeah, yeah, I yeah. think the the time is not. I'm not sure if we would choose it. Actually, that's yeah. the other thing. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, I think. Uh, well, I'm, this this is sounds. I think this was good. Uh, we got uh, good intel on what you're doing and what can be done. Hope that inspired and some people. I hope so, and I, I I I know that you did. You inspired me, uh, and that's the most important. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned so much today. Uh, so thank you, Andre. You're welcome. And My I pleasure. hope to get back to you maybe later on. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, all right. To speak in the future. I know it is hard. Sometimes there are just too many moving parts. Intuition, data and investigating the source of the data before making important decisions. Most of the time, we just want the train to start moving, heading towards our goals. I'm not saying you should take these precautions making a decision about minor things in life. But if you're making life-altering decisions for yourself, your family, or co-workers, then you should. Take your time.